civility in the political arena has been destroyed. There is no search for common ground or the truth. There is angst, disillusionment, and hatred. The war is here. Quote Bill O'Reilly, Twitter, 8.55 a.m. hell are you talking about it's about the constitution i absolutely have no idea what you just said listen to what i'm saying they want everything walk away man Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Freedom to Classified. I'm your host, Adam Brassfield, alongside my co-host, Needham. Needham, what's going on with you, buddy? How you been doing? It is an absolute... Go ahead. Yeah, I have been doing good. I actually had to renew the coffee tradition for this podcast. You renewed it, as in, in other words, pump three... Yeah. Uh, we got the truck stop shit going on right now. Oh, yeah, I got the Colombian truck stop coffee. <laughs> Once again, yeah. I've, really been limit, well, I've really been limiting myself on the coffee here for the past couple of weeks. But this podcast is going to be special. It's going to be a lot of different perspectives. I'm really excited for this one. So I had to renew the old tradition of getting my organic Colombian blend from the local truck stop. Well, I'm glad to see that uh, the coffee's back. Um, I'm happy for all the Colombians down in South America that you have purchased their blend. (laughs) Um, You heard the opening tweet from Bill O'Reilly. Before we say another word about a simple subject in the beginning, what say you about what O'Reilly said? Yeah, I 100% agree with it, and um, you know on a personal level, I do. I think this is something that we have um, talked about for some time, maybe not here on the podcast, but in our personal discussions off air that we've seen this day coming, and we have lots of lots of historical reference to go by. We can look at our first civil war that we had fought. We can look at any any civil war fought around around the globe in any period of 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 history, and it never starts out as a hot war. It never starts out, you know, with guns blazing and the uprising. It's it always starts with political theater the war on information and wielding political power or perceived political power like Thor's hammer. And that's exactly what we're seeing in in today's society. And that's what we're seeing in today's government more, more importantly. And we can definitely see 
the coalescing of, um, dare I say, Republicans and Democrats for a common goal. And it's something that I've said for a long time that they play for the same team and it's not team John Q. Public. You know, I think that Bill, though, I, I think that Bill is probably the first real conservative. You know, he's always he always marked his show when he was on Fox News as he wasn't a Democrat, he wasn't a Republican, he was a conservative, straight down the middle, straight shooter. Um, and I and I think Bill, as many uh, millions of people that follow him. Um, all over the place and have been for several years for him to come out and say that literally uh, if you if you read the tweet right before that um 70% of the people who were polled said that they believe that we are going to see a civil war and his response was we're not going to see it we are in a social civil war in this country right now and it wasn't but about five minutes later when he posted this tweet that said basically the war is here and we've been talking about this since day one since this podcast started sure that there was going to come a point where crap was going to hit the fan and but yeah, i think and- bill's like the first guy who really you know you get what i'm saying you know, he's, he's like the first guy with with millions of followers it would be like sean hannity and or limbaugh or anybody else uh, or 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 uh uh help me out with some other guys that are that are truly popular either over radio uh or joe rogan coming out and going you know a, the civil war uh, there is a civil right. war going on. yeah yeah anybody I, just saying hey shit is hitting the fan and you don't even know it I think he's definitely the biggest name that has come out and made that public statement. Um, This is something that, honestly, I have followed and um, paid attention to um, since I started my prepping journey and, you know, um, trying to be more, more, more prepared on a personal level in case if anything like that happened. But definitely, I mean, we have um, lots of historical reference that, see, this this has been happening, this social civil war that, oh, that Mr. O'Reilly talked about in his tweet. See, this has been going on for 10, 15, 20 years because it, it never goes like a light switch, right? It's a very, very long fuse. And and we've seen this through the progression of liberalism in the last 20 years in this country and that divide pushing wider and wider. And everybody wants to say, and a lot of liberals say, and a lot of, you know, normal, average, everyday Americans that aren't necessarily political say it too. Well, Donald Trump's going to be the cause of it. No, 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 no. Donald Trump is not the disease. Donald Trump is not the disease at all. He's a symptom of it. 
because the divide is so wide. And when I make statements like that, a lot of people say, oh, well, you're anti-Trump. That's an anti-Trump statement. Nothing could be further, further from the truth. What I mean by that is, see, people got people are getting tired of right and left. People, people are getting tired of Clinton versus Bush, Obama right, versus, right, right. you know, whatever. So they just said F it. If we got to pick a name out of the hat, we'll pick a name out of the hat. But that's who we're going to right. elect. And, and you know what? Trump says a bunch of shit that I like. Trump speaks like I speak with my friends, so that's the guy I'm voting for. And that's what happened. It's not that Trump's the disease. It's not that Trump is the cause of it. It's a, he's, the, he's the symptom. He, he's, 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 um, he's what people are looking to to get away from the other direction that we, uh, we were going. And the other direction that we are going is exactly what Bill O'Reilly has described in his tweet. Gotcha. Well, um, that was kind of it, – it, it just really blew off the Twitter. I mean, it's just gotten so much traffic. And honestly, when I first read it, it gave me chills because because he's right. I mean, he's he's just right in both of those yeah. tweets. I mean, he's right because, number one, we are already in a social civil war. And if, if everybody who are listening doesn't understand what that means, social civil war has nothing to do with race. Social civil war that O'Reilly is talking about is the ideology from the extreme far left of being able to kill babies when they're coming out of the woman's womb in New York and California, uh, being able to basically just abruptly pay for Every single illegal immigrant that's in this country. And so we are in a social clash right now in this country. And Yeah, let yes, me give you a couple of more examples of that. Um, yeah, and I, mean, most, I, I, I don't want to be long on this segment, but I'm just saying it is, it's kind of – there's a lot of people that doesn't understand what – when they hear social civil war, they don't understand what that means, Needham. Yeah, most of our listeners, um, just on uh, with demographics that we've pulled, is um, probably 40 to 55, right? And there's uh, – we have younger viewers, we have older viewers, but in general, uh, the demographic that we're dealing with is probably 35 to 55, right? So, so I'm going to speak to those people. Can you imagine – when you were growing up, that there would be groups in a major city that were actively revolting and throwing chemical cocktails on people on a weekly basis, and I'm talking about Antifa. 
that would have been unheard of 20, 25 years ago. Also socially, in the state of Texas right now, you're actually having the governor step in because a court. There you go. A court this has told. Hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a literally scary ass subject. Go ahead, Needham. Yes, because you have a court telling a father, a biological father, that father has put his seed into his wife's womb, the child's mother, and created a child, and now you have a court telling the father that he has no recourse and no right no say-so whatsoever that this seven-year-old child can't go through the transgender transition to a little girl. And there's videos showing that he doesn't even want – he's not even – he's not even – Yeah, and a new and, video come out that says not, he's not even trying to um, – uh, be be a transgender. I don't know how to yeah, say it. I'm yeah, and, to, and, right. Worry, and right. and we're probably going to cover that in one of our morning debriefs on the Facebook page that everybody oh, should we should be following. Um, and we're probably going to dedicate another segment to it on another podcast. But that's just another example. And then uh, with them, lastly, twenty twenty five years ago because we still have Obamacare in this country, um, they are literally wanting to give every illegal alien that comes across southern, western, eastern, or northern border, anybody here illegally, they want to give them free health care, but they want to tax you, the American citizen, they want you to demand that you buy it. Wow. That, those, those three things right there, Antifa, the court system telling a father that he has no right to tell, uh, to be able to joint parent and raise his child, his son, his seed, and giving to illegals what the government also demands that the actual citizen has to pay for. Those three things right there, in a nutshell, are the social civil war. And it's been going on for a long time. It's just now we're starting to see it. We're starting to see it come to that boil. We're starting to see it come to that head. So it's – and the saddest part about it all, and Adam, I know you agree with this – is we're still 14 months out or 13 months out from an election. Exactly. What, I, mean, I mean, what the hell is going to go down for the next 13 months if those three things that we just named off are happening right now? What in the world's going to happen in the next 13 months? I mean, it's almost laughable on what society has become. That's my it's piece. so crazy, yeah, and and we'll cover that in future podcasts here uh, in the next few weeks. But um, you know, we were going to cover 
another subject here in the opening, but I think it's just honestly time to hit right into our favorite segment, and we call it Fire! 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 Okay, so Needham, in the Fire segment tonight, the last few days, the House Republicans, House Republicans, have been pushing back on Adam Schiff and his um, secret impeachment inquiry. Uh, They've even done so much as uh, had media outlets, cell phones going by staffers, etc., videotaping them marching down to the SCIF room, the CIF room, uh, where Adam Schiff has been holding impeachment hearings with only a certain amount of Republicans. And they've been holding news conferences outside the skiff room. Uh, they've rushed the skiff room. They're trying to make everything in the impeachment inquiry public. I agree with what they're doing. What do you say about this? I mean, literally, there are 30 to 40 senators. And if you don't know what the skiff room is in the Capitol, it is a secret room that is three full stories above street level below the Capitol. This is where Adam Schiff and Eric Swaldwell are holding impeachment hearings, full-blown hearings, with witnesses being called and... They're testifying on the Trump. This is not the Russia collusion no more. They couldn't find anything on that. Robert Mueller Mueller screwed that up. Uh, The FBI screwed that up. The CIA screwed that up. So now it's the Ukraine. And this call that everybody, including you and me, can go and read the transcript. President Donald Trump made this transcript completely transparent to where you could see the phone call there in which Secretary of of State Mike Pompeo was actually on the call as well. These 30 to 40 House Republicans say they've had enough. They rushed. uh, They didn't rush it like, you know, uh, they didn't drive cars into the door. But they all walked down in suit and ties, three stories below the Capitol, into the skiff room, which is a secret um, a room for um, events that take place like this, where Adam Schiff and Eric Swaldwell, are, the Democrats, are holding impeachment inquiry hearings. Leaks are coming out to the media from Adam Schiff. And the Republicans are pissed, and Needham, I don't blame them. I, I'm asking your opinion here. What, 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 do you, what do you think? Okay, so we're going to try to keep this part of the, part of the um, conversation tonight under an hour. I don't know if we're going to be able to do, Who cares? Uh, we do, uh, uh, do it or not. But first of all, Jim Jordan, why don't you wear your jacket, dude? Put on a jacket. He never wears – he's a wrestling coach. 
He's a wrestler. Oh yeah, from I'll, State. I'll, yeah, no, I mean that's well, I mean that's just his style. But uh, but I see the picture, and everybody else is in front of the microphone with their jacket on and their tie straight, and Jim Jordan's just hanging out over here in shirt sleeves. Yeah, um, well, I, I'm just I saying mean, I don't know of any I, hearing, yeah. even on national television. That I've ever seen yeah. Jordan in a jacket. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, mean it's totally he's cool. But yeah, I mean yeah, it's totally cool. It's his stick, I guess. But okay, so here's the thing. And I've done a lot of thinking about this, especially since we haven't recorded a podcast in a cu- a couple of days. So I've had time to reflect on this. I agree with what the Republicans are doing, but they're wrong for doing it. And the Democrats are right. Say what? Yeah. So see, yeah, right? Um, here's the deal. It's oh, The problem is, is how the Republicans are framing their argument. And they're framing their argument around due process. The president is not owed due process right now in the way that they are framing the argument. And basically what has happened is that the Democrats have outmaneuvered the Republicans so badly in a political sense that the Republicans can't stand it. The the Republicans, in a strong sense, have got egg on their face politically not in the public eye, not with Trump's base, not with the Republican voter, but legally and procedurally, they have egg on their face and they can't stand it. The, the Democrats, purely speaking political here, what they have done is absolutely brilliant. And it's the exact reason why they have not held and we and we talk about this on the podcast, but we haven't talked about it in this in in this um, in detail. That's the exact reason why the Democrats haven't held the formal vote, right? Because until they hold the formal vote, they can do whatever the hell they want to, because it's not impeachment proceedings. It's them holding an investigation, and they can do whatever the hell they want to as long as it's deemed just them gathering information, not impeachment. So let me ask you something, Adam. Do you believe – Oh, I've got a response to this. Trust me. Do uh, do you believe – I'm fixing to blow your argument completely out of the freaking atmosphere. No, you're not, because I live this. No, I and promise I know, you. I know you live this, but I'm telling you the way um, that this. Okay, do, I'm, I'm going to let you ask you, me a question, and then I go ahead. Do you do you believe in the criminal justice system and the way it works? I do believe in a hundred percent in the criminal justice system of the United States of America. Okay, here's the way this thing goes. Is that the basic timeline of be, when? Be, 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 care, be careful here, 
Because no, 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 it's I'm cool. And so would, uh, when I might, uh, when I might be totally wrong, but I no, don't think I am. I, I'm not saying and, you are, and I might be totally wrong. And all I'm saying and, is, and, is I've got, and I'm totally open to being totally wrong. All right. So basically, the timeline is: there's a criminal complaint, person gets arrested, you post bail, you get indicted, and then. And then you make your initial appearance, of your arraignment, so to speak, to where you enter your plea, guilty, not guilty, that kind of deal. Right? I mean, it's arrest, bail, arraignment, preliminary hearing, pretrial motions. And then you go to the trial, sentencing, and then appeal. All right. So basically, what, what the House is doing right now and in a legal sense, it's pretty smart on what they've done. Um, I, I hate to give them credit for it, but it's, you know, it's pretty swift. All right? So you've got Drug Kingpin out there, right? He's dealing drugs. He's making money. But all the while, the FBI is watching them, and they're building their case, Right? But the FBI never tells the drug dealer, hey, we're building a case against you. Right? I'm listening. So, so the, the feds finally find something. They finally get something strong enough to where they can bring the guy in. Right? So, they have these boxes and boxes of folders over here. So, they bring the guy in. They arrest him. He, well, he posts bail. Well, in this scenario with Trump, you can throw out the arresting and posting bail because that just doesn't happen. But you get to arraignment. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why does it happen? Huh? Why does it not happen? Why, why does what not happen? Arresting and po- posting bail of President Trump. You just well, because that's me. not the way. It, well, 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 wait. Let me ask you a question. I've been fair. Sure. I've been quiet. I'm asking. You just asked me. Do I believe in the justice system? Right. And I said yes. In all, then you gave me the scenarios on how an investigation takes place. There's an arrest, or there's an investigation, an arrest, a posting of bail, and then the hearing. I'm right. asking you, and you just said verbatim that Trump hasn't been arrested or posted bail because that just don't happen. Tell me why that just don't happen. Well, it's just like when they do it through through committees and censor someone or um, any of that. I mean, you just don't arrest a person in Congress. And um, okay, so that was okay. So right, so oh, you're telling me now. Oh, oh, that, hang on, two that, reasons. That, that our oh, two reasons. Figures are above the law. Well, I mean that's I mean that's definitely true. And this I mean, this all goes to a greater point that we're going to talk about later. But right. what I'm okay, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm asking you as we go because I don't want to. Sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. I want to be clear on everything. Overlap. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so basically, the the well, the Republicans' argument during this whole deal is that they want pretrial discovery, right? They want to know now what 
the Democrats think they have. They want all the files, right? They want all the quote-unquote what they call in the criminal justice system the pretrial discovery. That's basically the, that's basically the Republicans' argument, right? That they want to be involved in the process, and they want all the pretrial discovery, right? I mean, what, what, uh, was that a good summation of what the Republicans want? I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm, yes and no, but I'm going to, I'm when I, when it's when you get through with your monologue there, oh, I'm going no, to. Oh well, no, I mean, tell me, oh, tell me what else the Republicans want other than pretrial discovery, and they want to be able well, I don't know to cross what the hell examine the Republicans and, want because because we well, got, that's we fair got point. I mean, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Because one Republican comes out and says one thing on a Sunday show, and another Republican comes out and says another thing throughout the week, and no matter who's wearing a jacket, tie, hat, uh, or a fucking pair of socks, the Republicans um, are – and I'll, I will concede to your point that re- the Republicans are almost falling into the trap that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly okay, what now, they're doing. They're, uh, they're falling. Yeah, I, I want to stop there because I, 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 when, it, when it comes time for me to explain uh, how, the ju- how the judiciary system in America works, I think people will be surprised and maybe would help in lighting um, you and me on both of us on the subject on what's going on, but I don't know if anybody in America knows what the hell the Republicans, because there's so okay. many well, people that are saying we're we're pro-Trump, but in the back door of things, honestly, there's a lot of them that came out in the last few weeks, not came out in public, but in secret. This is the bad thing about having staffers. I've had I I I, sure. I, I had staffers for years. Uh, staffers will always leak the truth. It doesn't matter if it gains them. Washington, D.C. is a cesspool, and I want everybody to hear me when I say this. You can have the most loyal of loyal staffers. You've known this guy or girl since they were 13 or 14 years old, and they have just basically signed a – uh, will not talk or, or whatever you want to call it, um, and I promise you leaks are going to happen because it's all about and, – and information in D.C. is like sex, and it sells. So if you've got information and somebody sees you as weak, then if you're willing to give up that information that you're close to, then – the that's that's how just ask Kamala Harris. I mean, she sure, and I don't even need you get the idea. So I I don't want to go into deep into that. But so we stopped with you going through the the oh, okay yeah discovery. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, we are back to the process because this is something that we really need to talk about. Um, yeah. All right. So so after your arraignment, you you go to your preliminary hearing and or grand jury indictment, right? I mean, different courts do it other ways, depending on the charge, right? Well, the point is, is during a preliminary hearing or a grand jury 
of what proceeding, and we have lawyers that listen to the program, and if I'm wrong or you need to add more detail, just email us, freedom to classified at gmail.com, and we'll read it on the next podcast. But my point is, is during the preliminary hearing or the grand jury proceeding, the, the defense is not involved. The defense does not talk. 90% of the time, the defense, being President Trump, is not even present. And that shocked me when I first went through it. Granted, all the charges were dropped, and, you know, all was well. I was falsely accused just like President Trump is. And none of this is what I'm saying is anti-Trump. It's just the fact and the letter of the law. So my point is, is that the Republicans is not going to get any quote-unquote pre-trial discovery. They're not going to be able to interview any witness. They're not going to get any files on what the Democrats think they have on Trump, which I say they have nothing. Trump's 100% clean. Don't anybody misunderstand me. But they're not going to get any of that until the man is indicted, till the preliminary hearing and or the grand jury proceedings happen. And this is how this is where this is where the Democrats are brilliant on what they've done. In this situation, the preliminary hearing and or the grand jury proceedings, the indictment that represents the House floor vote. See, they don't have to give shit up until that House floor vote happens. Everything else is just them making the case against the mythical drug kingpin that we talked about a couple of minutes ago. They don't have to hand over any proceedings before they go to trial, and going to trial in an impeachment hearing is kicking it over to the Senate. So the Democrats legally and constitutionally can do whatever in the world they want to, and there's a greater point in this, and we'll talk about it later, on why I think they're doing it, but they can do anything they want to up until the point that they hold that official floor vote. What say you, Adam? Well, you're absolutely one billion percent wrong, um, and I'm going to explain this just as I've Show given me. you the time to do that. First of all, you mentioned two th- You mentioned several things that I've got to go through, and you've got to give me at least sure, sure. Uh, uh, five minutes here to, to explain to you um, why I feel like you're a billion percent wrong. I want everybody to understand me and Needham love each other, but there are times we disagree like this, and we are still family. Okay, you mentioned pre-trial discovery. Okay, there is no trial right now. An impeachment inquiry is not a trial, not until the Constitution actually says in an impeachment proceeding that the House must take a full vote to take on articles of impeachment. So basically, this is just what you just said a minute ago, which is right, 
uh, one of the things that you said that was right is just an investigation um, journey trying to figure out whether, you know, this Ukraine shit went down and there was a quid pro quo or whatever. Now, here's what here's what happens. And you've lived through this. Uh, And and honestly, at some point in my life, I probably have to. I just don't remember. Um, But (laughs) so 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 there is a uh, uh, a, you, you called it you used the word grand jury. Okay. The House so serves jury. as a grand jury. Okay, that's fine. You, you can say that. But you use the word grand jury, and a lot of people in this country that are left-leaning are using the word grand jury. Let me tell you why this is not even close to a grand jury. I've been a part of a grand jury. Okay? The representative for the state, which here would be the Democrats or Adam Schiff, who is holding these secret hearings in a third-story basement and leaking information to uh, Jake Tapper, CNN, uh, MSNBC, and all these mainstream fake-ass news media asshats, But in a grand jury scheme of things, not only is the prosecution there, but the lawyer of the defendant is there not to ask questions of the quote-unquote witness, but they have a right to be there to hear the proceeding. I've been a part of it. I, okay, now listen to what I'm about to say. But yeah, we're not want, to that you, point I, yet. I, okay, well, I know, but here, I just want to, now that you've given me a little bit of room to talk here, I want to ask you a few questions, and I just want to say okay. yes or no. Yeah. Is Adam Schiff holding these impeachment inquiry or full-blown hearings in um, the skiff room is he conducting the interview with the quote-unquote witnesses, yes or no? Yes. Okay. That is the correct answer. He is. <laughs> does it involve – okay, whoa, whoa. Does it involve testimony of a witness that is testifying against – I'm going to say the President of the United States, but I'm just saying that for default. Let's just say, does it involve testimony that is directed towards a quote-unquote defendant? Okay, hang on. This is, this is where we get no, into the weeds I'm with asking it. You no, 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 because this is where I'm we get into the weeds with it. Here no, because no, you're the not. Democrats are not um, geniuses. Yes, I am. Needham, I'm asking you a question. I asked you a simple question. Is there testimony being involved from a witness that is directed towards the defendant, which would be President Trump? That's a simple yes or no. No, it's not, because are those people under oath, under 
under yes, they're under oath. They are under oath. They are in an impeachment. Listen, the Constitution says that even an impeachment inquiry doesn't matter which party holds it or who the hell holds it. Those people are testifying under oath. Is their testimony, which you should know this, has already been – some of it has already been leaked. A matter, as a matter of fact, a 15-page memo has been released from the Ukraine ambassador, which was his 15-page opening statement to Adam Schiff in that skiff room. And it was said to be under oath. He literally stood up. And so help me God, I'm telling the truth. So then I re-ask you, Needham. We, you've already identified that Adam Schiff, the House uh, Intelligence Committee chairman, is holding secret hearings, which you would call a grand jury. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm no, okay with that. No, 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 no. That is not what I would call the a grand jury. That, that is not what in your, in your, your 15-minute no. monologue. No, I said the grand jury, that the House would really? serve as the grand jury when, when they hold the official floor vote. That's right my now, point. Okay, so oh, – but okay, right now we're in a preliminary phase, correct? Right now you're in the phase to where the FBI would be talking to snitches, and that's what Adam Schiff is doing right now. Okay, now answer my question, though. There has been three – known witnesses that has been in that skiff room that Adam Schiff has been in for the last two weeks. We know okay. this for a fact. Okay. One of them being Ambassador Daly, who was amb the uh, uh, ambassador to the Ukraine, and they released a 15-page opening statement of which he was under oath. Now, here's the point that I'm trying to prove, and I just want you to answer me. I'm not trying to trap you, Needham. What I'm trying to do oh, is I, say, I listen to what you had to say. I asked you first, is Adam Schiff presiding over the hearings? Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Number two, does, it does these hearings involve testimony of witnesses about this Ukrainian quid pro quo uh, quid pro quo against the defendant j just so happens to be Donald Trump. Yes or no? Does that – these witnesses, are they testifying against – in these hearings, are they testifying against the defendant, which happens to be matter. President Trump? It, it doesn't matter. Question, are they doing it? Uh, are they doing it? My my answer is is it doesn't matter, but just so you can further the conversation, I'm going to say yes. They are. I'm going to tell you they are because it's public knowledge. There's been three witnesses that have been put under oath under Adam Schiff's investigation, three stories below the Capitol building in the skiff room in secret, and they have all been sworn in under their testimony including Ambassador Daly. Now, let me ask you this question, Needham. There are a few select Republicans in that room. True. And I know that you know the news like I know it, and the things that are leaked like that, that we hear. 
have the Republicans been allowed to cross-examine any of those witnesses? They're in the room. They have. As a matter of fact, it's public knowledge that they have. So here we have uh, Adam Schiff, who thinks he's Judge fucking Judy. He brings in three witnesses that involves testimony against a defendant, which being Donald Trump, the President of the United States. There's cross-examination. Do you know what does not happen in a grand jury, Needham? Cross-examination. It doesn't happen. Some, I have sometimes been a part yes, of a grand no. jury. What? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. No, sir. In a grand jury, there is... 90, 90%, of, uh, 90% of the time, you're right. There is... Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, throw me a bone, dude. I'm saying... I'm making well, an yeah, I am. Right I'm just now. being fair. That is, I'm just being you're, fair. You're giving, I know you're being fair, so 90% of the time. So you're telling me 10% of the judiciary uh, process in America is completely, you're making my point, is screwing over the president of the United States. Where you say the Democrats are genius, I say they're absolute idiots. And here's why, and then I'm going to give it to you. Adam Schiff is conducting himself as a secret judge, damn near like they got the illegal FISA warrants. He's involved testimony of at least three witnesses that we know of, including Ambassador Daly, which wherein a select few from Adam Schiff, Judge Judy, has been able to cross-examine these witnesses of which we heard in leaks that they've crumbled. Now, look, here's the deal. This sounds like, to me, this is a full-blown hearing. If you've got a witness that's being examined by the plaintiff, Adam Schiff, Eric Hold My Nose Swalwell, and all these Democrats and they are allowed to be cross-examined by Republicans and the attorneys for these witnesses are allowed to be present. Let me tell every American who is listening, just in case you ever go through anything like this in your life. If there are attorneys for witnesses that are allowed to be present and you happen to be accused of something, it is constitutional law in every motherfucking state in this country that your attorney is allowed to be present. Needham, is President Trump's attorneys allowed to be present in this complete hoax-ass Bullcrap, and I'm trying to hold my tongue here, with Adam Schiff and Eric and, and, and Representative Swalwell from California. Uh, it, where, do you, where can you prove to me that Democrats, obviously, yes, you're, you're correct, they are the leaders of the House of Representatives, and they pretty much can do what they want to until it comes 
to the judiciary of this country, whereby every citizen, including the United States president, and I'm going to read this as clear as a bell, the Constitution says, whereas by any citizen, including the Oval Office President of the United States, has the right to due process. What is due process? They have the right to face their accuser. Once you're indicted, and he's not been indicted. It doesn't matter if he's been indicted or not. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, yes, it does. It absolutely matters. It It absolutely matters. It doesn't absolutely matter until there's cross-examination. It's not official. His attorneys have to – President Trump's attorneys have to be present if there is a cross-examination. And his if attorney, it's official, this is an official. Oh my God! Well, what the? I fuck never is? got to. I well, but see, here's the greater point of it You're all. You're holding it in an official area, the skiff room. But but it's not official though. I never faced my accuser in criminal court, even though I had criminal charges levied against me. I was never even read my rights. Now until ninety days in. I had to go to court six times because of continuations. Never entered a plea. Never was officially arraigned or were indicted. See, this is what I'm saying, and this is where the Democrats are politically savvy, and this is where the Republicans got caught with their pants down. I don't think they got caught with their pants down. I think the Republicans are complicit. Until the House vote happens, the Democrats can do whatever the hell they want to, and it's completely legal. Basically, all they're doing is calling people into a room and gossiping. Be, and, uh, well, uh, well, and this is uh, have been put under oath, Needham. Uh, well, and this is why. Uh, uh, well, this is why. Two points to that. Does the FBI? bring in the king, the drug kingpin's lawyer when they talk to three snitches? If, it, no. if they've been put under oath, wait a minute, if they've been put under oath, yes, an attorney has to be present. How? You if haven't have even arrested them. Oath, oh, you, oh, oh, you haven't done anything. All the Democrats are doing, just like in the criminal justice system, they're building the case. Trump hasn't been charged with anything. How could you bring in a lawyer to defend someone who hasn't been charged with anything? That's the argument that the Republicans should be making, not that they want to be a part of the damn process. Oh, the process now is just a gossip session. It's not official. They don't get pre-trial discovery. They don't get any file from the Democrats until they get the official House floor vote. The Democrats aren't doing this to impeach Trump. Newsflash. They're not doing it. That. Now, that statement you just made, they're, 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 uh, yeah. they're not doing it to impeach Trump. They're doing it. Uh, oh, and again, that's, that's, that's another part of why that the Democrats – were politically brilliant to do it the way that they've done. I know no one wants to give credit to the Democrats, but but they pulled 
Procedurally, they pulled the wool over the Republicans' eyes. Jim Jordan and all those other guys, the guy from Louisiana that went down and stormed oh, yeah. the room, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will and um I will and storm the room and all that stuff. They can pound sand. The uh, Democrats can get in a room with whoever they want to for as long as they want to, and there ain't shit they can do about it because it's not an official. It's not an official hearing. It's not an. Uh, it's not on the books. That was what I'm saying. There. Right. Uh, 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 the Democrats. The only reason I would just, argue against that is that they're allowing. Obviously, Schiff is allowing the uh, the House Intelligence uh, Minority Chair to cross-examine the witness that Schiff comes in. So here's my thing, Needham. If it's just a Democrat deal and it's just a gathering of information, then why is – Schiff allow, why is the Democrats allowing any Republicans to cross-examine these three witnesses that have already been done and more to probably come? Um, well, there's a couple of mistakes that Nancy Pelosi made. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, but no. Oh, but there's a couple of mistakes that she made, and these mistakes are in the public eye. They're not they're, – they're kind of procedural – but they're more in the public eye. One, Nancy Pelosi never should have never opened her mouth and said that they're going to start impeachment proceedings. I agree with that. that she made a huge um, mistake right there. Be, yeah, because she opened herself to now the Republicans saying, hold the vote, hold the vote, hold the vote. Well, that's not the Democrats' plan. The Democrats are probably never going to hold the vote because they know once they hold the vote – that they got to hand over all of their files to the Republicans. That's quote-unquote pretrial discovery, right? So Correct. they're never going to hold a vote. have the right for uh, – they have oh, – Subpoena power and all of that good stuff. Subpoena, right. that's exactly right. Subpoena power, huge. Right. They don't want Joe and Biden on the stand. They don't. Right, and that's why the Democrats have done what they've done because – they can't afford to give the Republicans subpoena power. So in order to keep the Republicans from getting subpoena power, they never held the official vote. That's why the Republicans are wrong in their argument, because nothing's official. And you can't demand due process and subpoena power on something that isn't official. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, no, I, 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 I can see your point I mean, there. I can see your point I'm there. not saying it's right. I'm not saying I no, agree with no, it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying just, the way – well, I'm saying the way they're doing it works. <laughs> and, I'm um, just saying well, if I was the defendant in the case being the president of the United States – fuck being the president of the United States. If it was just sure. me and I knew and it was public knowledge – and this is where the problem is. A grand jury is barred under secrecy. You and I both know that. Sure. A grand jury is barred under secrecy, meaning nobody even knows if they're meeting or not. The sure. public knows that Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell are holding these hearings 
in the skiff room. Well, but they're not the grand jury, though. Street level. I know yeah, But they're that, not but the grand point, jury, though. I understand that, but a wall ago, and you'll have to forgive me here. Are you having some mic issues? No, I ain't having no mic no. issues. I'm having I'm having heat flashes here because this is like pissing me the. <laughs> I'm just saying, there is an issue here where it is public knowledge that there has been three witnesses that we know of, that we know of, that have been under oath and cross-examined by the co-chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Okay, let me equate that That to me makes it a a fucking trial. You... Uh, you remember Cat Daddy from our hometown. Don't name the town, oh, yeah. but you God, remember Cat it. Daddy. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. All right. <laughs> well, well, there you Biggest go. Drug dealer All right. Face the planet. Yeah. Well, in so, Mississippi County. Right. So everybody knew that the FBI was investigating him, right? Yeah. Okay. That was public knowledge, right? All right. Everybody correct, knew there was nobody that was brought in. Under hang on, or, uh, hang okay. on. Everybody knew that the FBI had people in his clan or whatever, his gang or his um, his organization, if you will, that was snitching on him, right? Mm-hmm. Did the FBI ever contact Cat Daddy's lawyer and said, oh, we got a couple of snitches testifying against your man. Do you want to come in and clear this up? Hell no. They waited to the last no. minute. No, but they waited right. to the last minute when they thought they had something that would stick in court. <laughs> and then they picked the dude up. That's exactly what the Democrats are doing here. They're they're playing political games. They're playing political theater. They're doing exactly to Trump what they did to Nixon. What they're trying to do with all of these investigations is they're trying to give enough leverage, enough investigation, enough pressure. Granted, it's never going to happen because of who Trump is and his test his testicular fortitude, but they're trying to leverage enough pressure against Trump to where he steps down, just like they did Nixon. See, everybody thinks Nixon was impeached. Nixon no, knew he, he was cooked. Nixon well, see, was cooked that's what I'm saying. Died. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Never, Nick, never even close. Uh, Nick, but he was going to be. Yeah, he was what I was saying. Be, but the, the Republican yeah. Party went to him and said, listen, but, we don't want to do exactly this. Right. Step down. We'll have Ford pardon you. Go, you know, and, and that's how that worked out. And, that's, and, and that, my friend, bringing it full circle, is the plan. Sooner or later, but do you gonna, think well, they're, that Trump they're, is going – his ha- personality is they're going to put that much pressure on him – that Trump and his personality is going to step down? Well, there's a couple of forks in this road that, that, see, that's what the Democrats are doing. They're trying to win the war in the media 
because they don't have anything official right now, so they can do anything they want to. And that's about the 10th time I've said that, but it's true. And, and they're using that unofficialness to wage war in the media to try to get enough Republicans to go on the Sunday talk shows, to go on talk yeah. shows, to talk to the papers and say, I can no longer defend this president. And if they can get enough Republicans to do that, let's face it, Mitt Romney is leading that charge. And if they can get enough Republicans to do that, then they will go to the president and say, hey, look, dude, you got to step down or we're going to convict you. Well, Trump being the I still don't being think the guy does. that he what, 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 oh, that's what I'm saying. Trump being the guy from Queens that he is is going to say, yeah, you, buddy, I'll unclassify everything right. I mean, I'll, man to every, I'll, I'll take this house before I walk out. Right, right. I mean, I'll take my chances. Well, when they say that, see, the Democrats have already won the war and got enough Republicans to come over and quit defending Trump to where – and this goes back to our five theories podcast when we talked about the five theories of impeachment. And I said then, and I say again now, if, if the House vote ever does take place, Trump's gone. The Senate will convict him. Guaranteed. I'm telling you now, like I told you then, the Senate will convict him if it ever passes the House because they're never going to hold the House vote Unless if they got enough people in the Senate to uh, to convict them, and if that don't work, they'll JFK them, point blank. I've okay. always thought that. So, well, I've, well, I've always thought that about Trump. I've always thought, and I've never said it publicly, especially on a podcast, that I don't think he sees a second term, whether he's elected or not. If he does see a second term, he'll never finish it. Okay. The deep state's too so, Yeah, we could ahead. explore that at will. No, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here, here's where I, I'm going to agree with you on a few things. And, I, and for those that are listening, we're literally in a battle here on Freedom to Classified and I don't want you to confuse this battle of us disagreeing on principle. We're just disagreeing on the process of which principle has been taking place on Capitol Hill for the last 20 years under the most corrupt organizations of the deep state since I would probably say 1992, uh, six, whatever. As soon as the Clintons came into power, and I know everybody's sick of talking about the Clintons, I am too, but what we're talking about here is the formal the formal position of which someone that is President of the United States gets a right to a fair trial, and what I mean by that is due process. What is due process? Due process in the United States Constitution allows anyone that's being accused of high crimes and or misdemeanors 
to face their accuser, which means that the accused can either be present or his attorneys can be present during these uh, even inquiries, and they have to be notified. So in my opinion, what Adam Schiff and Eric Swaldwell are doing, and this will corroborate what Needham is saying right now uh, of how the deep state is in control, what they are doing right now, in my opinion, this is what's happened. This is facts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fixing to say you facts. This is not hyperbole. Adam Schiff has called three that we know of publicly, three witnesses into the skiff room, which is a secret room, three stories below street level of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. It's a private room. It's the tenth of the size of the room that they would actually hold the impeachment inquiry publicly. It's the tenth of the size. It's a small room. It's basically a long table, conference table. He's had three witnesses in there. He's only allowed a, a, a certain amount of Republicans in there. Uh, by law, he has to allow the, the co-chair of the intelligence uh, community or the intelligence committee to be there. But three witnesses all have been under oath. It all involved testimony to the House Intelligence Committee. They all have been cross-examined by the co-chair of the intelligence community. That makes it a full-blown hearing. They all have been under oath. That's number three. Now, due process, where does due process come? And before we went on this podcast, I asked an attorney friend of mine. Like Needham just said a few minutes ago, we have a lot of attorneys that are friends of both of ours that listen to this program. Due process immediately comes in when cross-examination takes place. That's where I did not get to make my point earlier. When there is a cross-examination, due process immediately takes place. Whether it is an inquiry, whether it is something we're just having a mother-humping conversation, well, I don't know how many times you and me go to the coffee shop where I put the waitress under oath and make her put her hand on the Bible and, and swear that everything that she serves us is the truth, nothing but the truth, so help her God. Those three witnesses in that impeachment inquiry have been done that way. Okay, I'll let you slide on that. But the moment cross-examination takes place, my attorney friends tell me, Due process must be held up by the Constitution. Doesn't matter where it is, who it is, President of the United States, doesn't matter. Okay, a couple of quick things and I'll let you get back at it. Wait, real quick, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. You you brought up Nixon a while ago. During during the Nixon administration, when all the, the tapes and everything were coming out, There were no witnesses that were called before the information was given to Nixon. What happened was the Democrats went to the Republican Party and said, hey, listen, 
Here's what we have. Do you want to go through this? And the Republicans went to Nixon, and they said to him, Mr. President, just listen. Boom. You either resign, or if they vote to impeach, we're going to go with them. There was no witnesses called during Watergate. There, were no, there was not a single witness called during Watergate that was cross-examined. Because if there was, then Nixon would have been afforded what we call, quote-unquote, due rights, due process, to where he was allowed to face his accuser. The difference between Nixon and Trump is Nixon was guilty as fuck. And, it's the, and it was caught on video or, or audio tape. The difference is here is that Trump released the transcript way before this happened. It's public knowledge, has been for over a month now. Everything is out of the open. And now Schiff is calling witnesses with Eric Hold My Nose Swaldwell from California and basically saying we're going to get – the due process laws have went out the window if you're a Democrat. And I want to say this to anybody that's listening that's a Democrat. You might find this hysterical. As a matter of fact, i got people on my Facebook. Needham's got people on his Facebook. we got people on Freedom to Classified's Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Freedom to Classified. i got people on my Twitter that always heckle me and go, you know, laugh, 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 LOL. How does it feel now to know? You know what's going to happen one of these days is that your person is going to be in the same situation that President Trump is in, and, and, and there's going to be a party that is going to try to get rid of him not on merit of the law but politically – and they're going to go down this road. But here's the problem. The lawyer, right before I came on this podcast, I spoke to an attorney friend of mine. And I have this written down right in front of me. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take a picture of it and put it on uh, our, uh, our Facebook page, Freedom Declassified, Fox, or excuse me, www.facebook.com forward slash Freedom Declassified. I'm going to show you my notes that I had with my attorney friend of mine who is, well, I, he's not some uh, public defender. Let me just say that. Anytime there is a cross-examination, that is when due process becomes relevant. Could they have hold, held these hearings without Trump's attorneys? Yes. Could they have held this inquiry without the Republican minority chairman of the intelligence community, yes, they could have. But when cross-examination took place, due process came into fold, and it is absolutely illegal. If you're a, li if you're a Democrat or a liberal listening, I I'm telling you right now, I can't wait. And however many years it takes place, this will come back to haunt you. That's why I read that tweet this morning from Bill O'Reilly. He knows what he's saying. 
you can say what you want to from Bill O'Reilly, from his days at Fox News and whatever happened with him and, and all this litigation crap. Uh, yeah, that don't even matter. He, he, it don't even freaking matter. He is absolutely on point when he says the, the social civil war, we're not waiting on it. We are in it right now. And the liberals and the Democrats are on the wrong side of it. Thank you, Needham, for letting me explain all that. I give the floor to you. Okay. First of all, see, Americans have this fairy tale built up in their head. And I used to be the same way until I went through it, that in the criminal justice system and in um, procedural hearings and stuff like that, People think the truth matters, and the truth doesn't matter. That was one of the things that my lawyer told me because I said, look, man, I just, I just want my day in court. I just want to go up there and tell the truth. Whatever happens, happens. There'll be no one ever convict me once they hear my side of the story. And he said, dude, you think the truth matters. Truth don't matter when you step in court. Only matters what you can prove. Truth's out the window. Now, to Nixon, do you know why there was never any quote-unquote testimony or any witness held in the Nixon deal? They had recordings. Because it was never official. Well, that's because they went so, to him, like I just said, Needham, and said, hey, here, listen because to this, it was, Because it was never official, right? That's correct. So that's why what I we said can do, my attorney friend came to me, or when I talked to him, when you put somebody under oath, how is that not official, Needham? And I'm sorry I'm, to interrupt, I'm, but I've got I'm, to interject I'm going to get to that. that I'm going to get to they that. They went under oath, but and then my attorney friend, who who is a very well-known attorney that I get it. lives in Tennessee. I, I spoke to him personally, and he said to me, as soon as cross-examination takes place in Congress, due process is invoked. Bingo. The accuser Bingo. the right. They, they, they cross-examined every witness. Bingo. That's predicated on that the quote-unquote Republicans in the room cross-examined with questions for the well, Trump side happened. of the story. We for know that the happened Trump because side. it's already leaked. We, we know that's what was said. That's what we've been told. We don't know what's happened. New, Congressman Nunez cross-examined uh, the ambassador from the Ukraine – and they said so, that he crumbled. They said that he crumbled under it. So what we can do is we can call three offices. We can call Swalwell's office. We can oh, call. We can. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. We can call Swalwell's office. We can call Pelosi's office, and we can call um, Adam Schiff's office, and ask them a simple question. And I can tell you right now how they're going to answer it. 
And this is where, even though you're right in your argument, Adam, I'm not saying that you're not, but this is why your argument and the Republican argument doesn't matter. Call those three offices tomorrow and ask them a simple question. Are the hearings that you're holding, the, what's it called, the shift room? It's skiff. S-C-I-F. Oh. Skiff. All right. Call those three offices and say, are the proceedings and interrogation going on in the skiff room, are they official or unofficial? And you know how they're going to answer that? They're I'm going, going to, to answer tomorrow un- and record it. They're they're going to say unofficial because they have to because legally they can do what they're doing as long as it's unofficial because they haven't held the floor vote. They haven't held the official. They, they 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 have not held the official impeachment inquiry, indictment, grand jury vote on the House floor, which would make it official. And until they do that, all of this shit that they're doing, they're going to say, oh, no, we're, uh, we're, the, uh, this, is not, uh, this is not an official investigation. Because they can't call it so do an I official ask, investigation. Do I ask, is it, do I ask if, if – and I'm because I'm, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and I'm going to post it on – I'm going to post – I'm going to record the audio and video of me calling – and I'm going to post it on Facebook.com forward slash Freedom to Classified. I'm doing this tomorrow morning. Okay. Do I ask them, Needham, is this an Here's word for word what you say. That's what I'm asking. Let's, let's, let's fucking get okay. to the word for word. All right. The word for word is, are the proceedings in the skiff room being held in an official or unofficial capacity? Point blank, it's only a one-word answer. They're either going to say official or unofficial. If they say official, based on my argument and your argument, which, see, once again, we're coming to the same point. We just took two different roads to get there. Mm -hmm. If they say official, then your lawyer friend is correct. You are correct. And all of this is illegal. What I'm telling you is they're going to say, oh, no, it's unofficial, which makes it all legal. Because they never held the official vote. That's my point. Okay, now here's my last question to you on that. But didn't Nancy Pelosi just blow your argument out of the water when she held a national news conference and said that the House Intelligence Committee is now holding, and I quote, I just looked at it right now, I quote, an official impeachment inquiry. That's what she, she can, said in her news conference. The Speaker of the say, House of Representatives. She can say whatever she wants to. Until that vote's on record. It's got to have a house. I will, until that vote's on record, I think she's clean. And that's why, back to my original statement, if I the was Democrats are, I'd be jumping all over that. 
Well, but the problem is, is that, see, see, the Democrats have set this up. It's politically brilliant on what they did because they know they're clean because they never held the official floor vote, nor will they. And see, now, instead of doing the will of the damn people, the people's business, see, the Democrats have got the Republicans, have got all the talk show radio hosts, and all the conservative media, the Democrats have got them chasing their tails on something that the Democrats know legally, by the letter of the law, they're clean on. But they've kept everybody busy while the Trump administration is absolutely accomplishing jack shit. You see how that works? Well, That's I my point. It, I saw it, yeah, and I, saw, I, I actually saw today that I think politically from a, uh, a campaign advisor's um, assessment, I saw today where – this will really this could really come to bite the Democrats in the rear end. Uh and I think and I say in twenty twenty and I think we all would probably uh guess to say and I will be completely shocked. I'll be the first to say I'll be completely shocked if Trump doesn't win. If he's not impeached and out of office, I think Trump wins by a huge landslide in twenty twenty. Hundred percent agree. Uh, okay. That's if he's, but here's what I will say. One of the things that Democrats are not thinking about is that the, the public information is public information. Don't think for a second that the Trump reelection campaign is not taking notes. And I saw today, this was released by the Trump War Room on Twitter, which is basically the official. Um, super PAC of Trump getting elected that the Democrats in three and a half years have issued more subpoenas than they have passed bills in, in the House. That, that, that came about as of yesterday. Democrats in, in the House of Representatives have literally sent out more subpoenas than they have passed bills in the last three and a half years for the American people. So all of you people who are listening in Chicago, in Baltimore, in New York City, and in California, and all those big cities, and you want to think that the Democrats are really fighting for you, listen, they're fighting for one thing, and that is power. That is power. They're dumbing you down. They're, they're destroying the, the entire process of which Congress was created. And that leads me back to my opening, uh, and I say monologue, but I give all credit to uh, Bill O'Reilly. His tweet is exactly right. There is no guessing anymore whether or not we are in a uh, 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 war amongst another. Uh, it may not be a battle via bullets and or guns and, and uh, blood, but we are in a battle socially against one another as we speak. 
Well, let's and explore I think all of it that. Is literally, huh? I would now go ahead, finish up. About, I'm about just saying, as we speak, we are fighting. We're fighting for liberty. We are fighting for transparency. And if you are out there and you're a voter and you can't tell that the the deep state, and when we say the deep state, Needham said this a minute ago, uh, and he's right, 100% right. We're not talking about uh, a insider government, the deep state. That's not, what we, that's not what the deep state is. The deep state is the long-term or career <laughs> politicians that don't want their iniquities to be absolutely out in the open, and because a non-politician finally took the White House, they are scared shitless that their iniquities and or sins, while they've been in Congress over the past four decades, three to four decades, is going to come out to light whether he wins or whether he loses. That's why impeachment is so important to them. Need them. Yeah, that's all of that's true. And when you when you say that the Democrats are are very much hurting themselves politically by pulling these stunts and whatnot, you're right. I I don't think anybody with a conservative sale or a liberty loving sale in their body can disagree with that. However, I don't think they care anymore because, because the Democrats have a plan. See, everybody's looking at this and saying, oh, Trump's going to win in a landslide. The Democrats are just pushing people to the Republican Party left and right, which is true, which could be true at face value. But look at the history of the country. See, the Democrats are the same party who held both chambers of Congress and mostly the White House for 53 years straight. And for the mass majority of the time since our country's founding. Now, the argument can be made that, oh, well, you know, they're just blinded by the rage of Trump. Well, they're just blinded by their rage and hatred for Trump. And I get that. And I, what, when I can somewhat go along with that. But, but are you telling me that a political party in this country that had an absolute stranglehold on both chambers of Congress for 53 years – they don't have a plan? Is that what some of these political right-wing talk show hosts and pundits would have me to believe? That the Democrats don't have a plan? Mm. Forget about it. No, they have a plan. We just don't know how sinister it is. Right. We, just, we haven't found out what it is yet. 
I think I know what it is, and it ain't pretty. Yeah. But when we talk about the deep state, and you're absolutely right, and we talked about this the other day off air, that the deep state, just my mic here, um, it isn't this wild shadow government, this, that, and the other. And, you know, there's components of it, yes. But the intelligence agencies, absolutely. But the deep state, in the very essence of it, it's Congress. These are the yeah. people who've had, who, who've had the government by the throat for 40 years. And we, can, and we can look at what they do, and it'll tell you what side of the court they play on. Lindsey Graham, perfect example. Oh, when you brought him up. When when it was you know when it was politically expedient to um, say, oh yeah, we need to go to war. We need to kill these Muslims. He won votes by saying it in two thousand one, two thousand two. When it was, oh no, we can't, we can't, um, we can't have Obamacare. We can't fix health care in this country. It won them votes, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. But yet he's never put up a health care bill of his own, has he? No, because he doesn't. Because he doesn't want to fix it. Oh well, you know we can't pull out of Syria. Now I'm not a warmonger, but we can't pull out of Syria. But yet, when it all comes down to it, he's going to be implicated in the Benghazi scheme and guns to Syria, who armed ISIS. Because remember when the Syria thing first blew up and John McCain was like, oh, they're freedom fighters, they're freedom fighters. No, they weren't freedom fighters in Syria. They were ISIS. They were ISIL. They were whoever you want to call it. But then, but then, you know, yeah. but uh, But then the media spun it around because John McCain, the great Democrat, and some of the other Democrats were... He's a Republican. They were, that actually what, what, no, he, he was a great... Well, yeah, he was a great Democrat. Uh, yeah. Maverick Democrat, as we, shall we yeah. say. Um, all of these people in Congress, they were getting caught. So... Since we were arming the terrorists in Syria, because because the terrorists were trying to overthrow Assad, which was paired with Russia, well, wait, it's great that we're against Russia again, like in 82 in, in, in Afghanistan, when we armed bin Laden, but the American people aren't going to go for us arming terrorists again especially after 9-11. Mm-hmm. So, so they started calling them freedom fighters. They started calling them rebels. But now when Trump wants to pull them out, and this is the problem I have with Trump uh, uh, right now too, is that he said, 
that he's going to bring those people home from, uh, from Syria. They ain't hit U.S. soil yet. No, they, they got moved. Well, they went to Iraq. So pulling out of Syria and not coming home is not fulfilling the promise. But now Congress is clamoring, and even Trump said it in a press conference the other day, well, we're going to leave some people there to protect the oil fields. To hell with Syria's oil fields, is what I say. Syria's oil fields aren't our problem. But anyways, that's off topic. Back to the deep state. So you see all of these people, and this ties back in to the impeachment proceedings, whether official or unofficial. See, you see all of this coalescing with the Republicans and the Democrats right now. Because they're starting to virtue signal. Just like I said that the House vote's never going to happen until they get enough Republican turncoats. Yep. And you can start to – you can see that starting to happen because – and I'm researching a story right now, and that's why we're not talking about Mitt or anybody else tonight, because – we're going to prove within a shadow of a doubt what's happened in the Ukraine deal and how far those tentacles go. And we're going to talk on that podcast next week. So I really don't want to, you know, talk about it much tonight. But no, you no can way. See, I've got, a, I've got a, but, a lot America but, needs to know about Yeah, that. but you can see this coalescing – because Lindsey Graham's starting to back off, Mitt Romney's starting to get um, more more aggressive. You know, Lindsey Graham's talked for six years now about all of these subpoenas, but he's never produced one. Six months, yes. That well, count it six years because he, you know, the Benghazi and everything else. Right. Uh, so, uh, with, yeah, which which they never got to uh, to the bottom of because they didn't want to get to the bottom of it because they knew if they got to the bottom of it that they were going to have to implicate themselves and they were going to have to go down for it too because Hillary Clinton wasn't going to go down for Benghazi. No, they just simply down with her. Right. They just wanted to leave those four Americans out left for dead. Which judicial watch here in the last week? They produced the documents to prove that. So, so all of these committee chairs, and I know that you hate Lindsey Graham at this point, as we should. That they're all coalescing. I think he's full of shit. I think he's full of shit, (laughs) and I think he's about to be. I think he's about to be exploited. Well. It, it it all depends on if they can get get together fast enough to uh, for the impeachment. Correct. Yeah. But see, here's uh, my pro- uh, here's my problem with Lindsey Graham. And let me just let let, let let me say this. First of all, over the last six months, he's been on every he's been on at least one or two Sunday morning talk show. Every Sunday for six months, talking about he was going to do the hashtag deep dive into the, and he was going to investigate the investigators in the 2016 election. Okay, that's number one. 
Number two is at least once or twice a week, he's either on Sean Hannity or the Ingram angle on Fox News talking about the same thing about how he's going to subpoena our good friend George Papadopoulos, who's, if you have not read his book, uh, I'm telling you right now, if you, it, it, it is a roadmap, Deep State Target. You can find it on Amazon. Deep State Target by George Papadopoulos. He's, he's been interviewed here on Freedom to Classified, probably going to be interviewed again uh, on Freedom to Classified. Everything he is saying is absolutely coming true. And I, I said this to Needham off air. I said, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious. But this is almost the Bible, his book, to the deep state of what in the hell is going on around the world in globalist intelligence. Now, back to Lindsey Graham. Promise to subpoena John Brennan. Promise to subpoena James Clapper. Promise to subpoena James Comey. Promise to subpoena Strzok, Page, or Michael Orr. Promised to subpoena George Papadopoulos. For six months, this motherfucker has been on every Sunday talk show host. He's been on Sean Hannity. So here's what I say. Sean Hannity, I respect you as one of the greatest conservative journalists, investigative journalists, and opinionists that this country in my lifetime has ever seen. I am calling on you, as I did on Twitter and Facebook today, do not have Senator Lindsey Graham back on your show only to allow him to lie to the American people because he has been compromised by the deep state. And he wants Americans, because it's a re-election year, he wants Americans in South Carolina to believe it. He wants President Trump to believe it. But I'm telling you, Don Jr. has started this hashtag on Twitter called Where is Lindsay? Sean Hannity, please do not have him back on your show until you know what he did? This is just this this just happened yesterday, Needham. He has subpoenaed Rudy Giuliani, the attorney for President Trump. I, but he yeah, is still see, not subpoenaed. He, no, this is going to happen within the next week. He subpoenaed him yesterday. He's still not subpoenaed John Brennan, James Comey, James Clapper, Peter Strzok, Michael Orr. None of the deep state criminals in the intelligence community have been subpoenaed by Lindsey Graham. Do you know why? Because he's got too many connections to Mitt Romney, John McCain, who turned over the Steele dossier information to Brock, then President Barack Obama. That's why, listen, America, listen. Why do you think that John McCain asked Barack Obama to do his eulogy at his funeral? It's because, God bless his soul, he's a deep stater. Who's his best friends? Mitt Romney, number one. Who is his greatest friend of all time? Everybody knows it in the Senate. It is Lindsey Graham.
And if you ask me right now, Needham, I say this. Lindsey Graham needs to be voted out as the Senate senator from South Carolina. South Carolina. He absolutely lies every time he comes on television. So, Sean Hannity, I love you to death. Damn it. I, I've been following you ever since I was a, uh, uh, knee-high to a, to a grasshopper. But I'm telling you right now, you've got a guest that comes on your show every week. And all you Sunday morning talk show hosts, obviously you want him on there because you know he's full of shit. He, Lindsey Graham is compromised by the deep state. Period. Done. Over with. I'm convinced. I don't give a flying rat's ass if he subpoenas a thousand people before the election. Now, we're in the month of October. One year from now, every election cycle, we call it the October surprise. So I don't know who's holding out who. And this is what's wrong with our political system. America, this is why they take it out of your hands. They control the news narrative in October. That's why they call it the October surprise. We don't know who's telling the truth. We sure as hell know Adam Schiff and Eric Holman knows Swalwell isn't telling the truth. We also know that John McCain did not tell the truth. Again, God rest his soul. We know Mitt Romney's not telling the truth. To be completely honest with you, I think there's only two Americans that are in Washington, D.C. that are telling the truth, and I know I'm going to get hate mail for this, but number one, it's Donald Trump, and number two, it's the Democrat running for president, Tulsi Gabbard. Mm. And that's a whole other freaking podcast. I'm done. Sorry. I just yeah, yeah, Lindsey, well, Lindsey Graham pisses uh, me off. Let's go back to Lindsey Graham. Yeah, because this is important, um, and this brings a lot of things full circle. Um, him subpoenaing um, really Rudy Giuliani. If yeah. he is going to – so that lets you know right there what team he's playing for. Because, right. of, all, because of all the people – that he could subpoena from Benghazi to Ukraine oh to uh, to the uh, to the Russia hoax to you know Burisma to. to yeah I mean to uh, to all of this stuff who does he choose he chooses Rudy Giuliani so to dovetail back into the original conversation and I know we don't like to do this. But I have to ask you a question, Adam. Knowing what we know now, knowing what we know now on what um, um, Lindsey Graham has done, and really, to be honest, knowing what we know now on Rudy Giuliani's kind of a loose cannon sometimes with these words, much more of a loose cannon than Trump ever thought about being. Um, do you Rudy Giuliani being presidential counsel do you really want him in that room over at the house answering questions at this point honestly well, cuz i don't i don't Rudy, at all Giuliani, whether he Giuliani, whether what? okay 
Now, whether he could be or not, whether it's illegal or illegal for him to be there, I really don't want him in that room at this point in time. That says me. Well, I, well let, let, let me respond to that two ways. Number one, um, Rudy Giuliani would not be in that room with Adam Schiff as a witness. He would be there as the attorney to the president. He would not answer any questions. He would be there to cross-examine any witnesses. Do I agree with you that Rudy is getting to a point to where, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of my great-grandfather who, who would sit down at Thanksgiving and – um, everybody would be sitting there uh, praying over their food, and then out of nowhere he would go um, on a bullshit rant about uh, Vietnam. I mean, just uh, that's, that's I love Rudy. He's he's probably going to go down as one of the greatest mayors in the history of this country because of what happened with 9/11 and how he handled it handled it with George W. Bush. However. I agree with you that I'm not so sure that I would want him, but he's high profile. Now, what the Trump administration did over the last few weeks is that they hired Trey Gowdy. The problem is that there is a rule in the Constitution and in, uh, on Capitol Hill that a House member or a member of Congress via Senate or the House cannot represent a sitting president until they have been out of office for one year. So Trey Gowdy has pretty much been put on retainer and cannot, I think it's January the 7th of 2020, but he has already said January 7th of 2020, he is taking over as lead counsel for the Trump campaign. Point to that. Point to that. See, the Republicans are doing the same gamesmanship as the Democrats. Trey Gowdy's lead counsel right now, he's just not official. It's just like, uh, well, it's just like the Democrats. The Democrats are holding their hearings. They're just not official. And that's the problem with freaking politics right there is nothing can ever be done in the open because they can't afford the damn truth to come out. And see, that's why I think everyone, including myself, no matter how much of a – how do I word this? And I'm going to – I know I swear a lot, and – and yeah. I had this argument the other day, and I don't want to get into religion right now because it will really piss me off. But I, I, you know, I come from, and Needham, you don't know this, but I come from 16 generations in a row of ministers in my family. 16 sure. generations in a row. And I don't know of a time in history, and I am a student of history. I love it. I, I read it as much as I can, and I study it as much as I can, and I try to teach my children about the true history, not the history that is being rewritten by AOC plus three in, in Congress and 
and this poor seven-year-old little boy in Texas that is that doesn't want to be a girl, but somebody's trying to make him go through it. Ch- and his father, could you imagine his father? I mean, could you imagine me fighting for my son? I know. To stay a boy. Come on, America. Listen to what the hell I'm saying. Can you imagine? Can you, my heart just goes out for this father. If the father wanted to kidnap that child and go to a non-extradition treaty country, me, I would probably I, well, I, I would probably start a GoFundMe for the guy to exactly. make it happen. Well, I mean, and, and, okay, so I didn't, and I didn't mean to go off into in the yeah. left field, but that's what's going on. All I'm saying is this: Trump's not perfect, but if we want to start talking about perfect. Let's just go down the presidential origin, okay? We can find a billion things of just about every president that is not perfect. Does Trump blast people in words, or does he hold rallies that, that he says things that the average uh, old-time evangelical probably wouldn't agree with, hence the words, bullshit impeachment which is exactly what it is but his numbers in the republican party keep climbing as the impeachment inquiry percentage keeps climbing all these polls that are being put out by uh what is it quinnipack and fox news and um rasmussen they keep calling the same 1655 people i'm just right. I have never, dude. I am forty years old. Needham, have you ever been called by a, a, a vote? A, a and, and I've asked you this before on the podcast, and I think you answered by saying you've been called by a local election, but you've never been called for never a on a national, a national, a national election. Yeah, I've never on never a national. Been called by any of them, and I've ran six campaigns. I've never, I don't understand it. So you know what that is? That's propaganda. That's what the Nazis. That's what Hitler did in Germany. Is he faked? He faked news propaganda. He put out stuff that wasn't true to make the public believe something that they could not see. And then all of a sudden, when they could see it, they turned their back on one of the most powerful men and speakers to ever live. Am I condoning Hitler? Don't send me a damn text or a damn email saying I am. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is when you can make millions upon millions of people in multiple countries worship the ground you walk on, you might have a little bit of say. Donald Trump is fighting for the American average citizen. That's why the Democrats will not debate. They don't, when the economy comes up, need them, they're silent. When foreign policy of getting troops out of Syria, the other day I heard him make a speech at the Oval, at the uh, White House, and he was talking about the ceasefire uh, between uh, Turkey and the Kurds in a 20-mile safe zone across the border of Turkey. 
and he said a single sentence that literally tore into my soul. Verbatim, President Donald Trump, how many of our soldiers must die over a bloodstain of sand that has never been won and has never been conquered in centuries? I just think the Democrats and liberals have met their match. And Lindsey Graham, the reason why he threw a fit, I bet you, uh, I, I, and I may be wrong, Needham, and I'm going to give you the last, well, sort of the last word before we end tonight, but I may be wrong, but I've got a feeling that Lindsey, do you remember when Barack Obama, Needham, drew the red line in the sand? Right. Who was the only senator... Who was the only person in the American government, elected American government, that literally walked down the streets, the main streets of Damascus? Damascus is the capital of Syria, if anybody that's listening does not understand that. This is a war zone. President Barack Obama said, I'm drawing a red line in the sand. You've gassed your own people. You've used chemical weapons against them. We moved all kinds of of ships and everything else into uh, 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 the the Mediterranean, or excuse me, not the Mediterranean, but the, but right outside of Israel, we were fixing to absolutely, and we were all there with we were and for at, at, to, to, to tell you the truth, I was right there with Barack Obama, going, yeah, we need to whack this guy out. President Obama used the term regime change. He used right. it in a speech, regime change. But here's my question. Do you know the only congressman, House or Senate, when that immediately happened, that walked down the streets of Damascus and never had a single hair flicked off his head? Well, I know who you're going to say, but I think Graham Pelosi and McCain all went. Did they not? No, they did not. Well, if they did, there you freaking go. But who was the one who was on television? Oh, it was McCain. John McCain. Who's John McCain's best buddy again? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. But if all three of them went, Pelosi, Graham, and McCain, America, my God, it's like saying, hey, listen, the sky, I swear to God, is blue. I know they're telling you that that sky is white, but I'm just saying the sky is blue. And that's where Americans need to wake up right now. Because you go about your everyday business, buying groceries, taking care of your kids, checking the mail, pulling your car in the garage, and you don't think about stuff like this, like me and Neon do. And you probably listen to this podcast and go, them two guys are absolutely insane. That shit. (laughs) 12 months from now, 12 months from now, 
you will understand exactly why we are saying and warning you of the polit- not only the political mess, but just like Kyle for from uh, survival for uh, survival prepping for normal people, which we're going to have back on the show very soon. When he came on the show, it was, I mean, you've got to start thinking about this, America. We are literally in a dogfight. And here's what's sad. The dogfight is being held in a secret room, three stories underground, three stories down from street level, under the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., by Representative Adam Schifferbrains and Representative Eric Hold My Nose Swalwell from California, blessed by Representative and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Guess where she's from? Also, California. America, are we going to allow California to run our country? For all you farmers in the Midwest, all you doctors and lawyers who have fought to stand for freedom, are you going to let California run this country? The last I checked, due process meant something. If you're going to throw your bones out there and say, we're, we're wanting to impeach the president, then what I say is, yes, do you have the right to hold these impeachment proceedings in secret? You do. But why not make them public? You know why they're not making them public, America? Because there's nothing there. There's, they're wanting to make something up. They're trying to be God. They're trying to create man out of the sand of the ground. There's nothing there. I just want to remind you to go to our Facebook page because tomorrow uh, morning I'm going to call uh, several offices and I'm going to record them, several offices in Washington, D.C., and I'm going to ask them in the House – if the impeachment inquiry is official or unofficial, and I'm going to post it tomorrow afternoon on our Facebook page, the video and the recorded conversation. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash freedom to classified, and, and you can find the video, and I'm going to title it Adams what, – what, 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 what should we title this, Needham? Adams house call? That's what I'm going to do. Adam's house call. Adam's house call. And it's going to be multiple calls to multiple house members on video recorded. I want to know if this impeachment inquiry is official or unofficial so that we can finally get to the point. With that being said, I defer to my friend Needham. Thank you so much for being patient and understanding where I'm coming from on this. I know you've got a, a, a lot on the line with this podcast, especially when it comes to Mitt Romney, which we're going to discuss next week. But I want you to end the show for us tonight, will you? Yeah, and while you're over at the Facebook page, Friend of the Classified, check out our new segment that we're doing each and every morning called The Morning Debrief. It's um, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, you know, two minutes. It's real short, real brief. 
to get your day started right and get in the right frame of mind and um, to talk about some key issues just to give yourself and arm yourself with some water cooler talk throughout the day. So check that out. It's Freedom Declassified on Facebook, and it's called The Morning Debrief. All right, so I know a lot of people, they always frame that, and they always you know, start the conversation with, well, Trump, I know Trump's not perfect. Is he not? What else do you want in a president? I mean, him calling spades spades is perfect enough for me. I think he's clean. I think he's always been clean. And I think he always will be clean. And I've referenced that in the sense, here's a guy who's been in the tabloids for 40 years. Other than a couple of ugly divorces, the guy has done nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. If he did, we'd have heard about it three and a half years ago. But anyways, so I, well, I don't ever like it when people say, well, you know, Trump's not perfect, but no, there's no but. I hear hundreds of Americans, everybody I talk to, the number one thing they like about Trump is he talks to the media just like me and you talk. And that's what our president should be doing. That's what our representatives should be doing. That's what our senators should be doing. Because this is a government by the people for the people. It's not a career. It's Citizen servantship, not a ruling class telling the citizens how to act. It's the citizens telling the government how to act. But I want to end on a positive note. We've talked about a lot of things tonight, and we've talked a lot about um, things that a lot of people don't like to think about and what some people might consider doom and gloom. But President Trump held a, held a rally in, uh, to kick off his, 2000, well, his 2020 election, pretty much, there in Dallas, Texas. And um, Dallas, Texas is, you know, in Texas in general, it's, it's a hot market right now, and it's, um, it's a hot state. Um, Trump only won Texas by seven points in 2016. And Ted Cruz had a had a big battle in the midterms against um, James Francis O'Rourke. So Texas isn't the Texas that we grew up with. However, in the um, and I think President Trump's campaign manager tweeted these numbers. So you can go look. We'll look that up on Twitter. But he released them to the press. And during that rally, I, well, I guess the way that they find this is when they say text Trump to, you know, 802200 or whatever, right? right? Um, they identified 53,000 and change voters, just a shade under 54,000. I think it was 53,700 and some odd voters. 
they identified that many voters at that Trump rally that oh, that night, and I'm assuming that it was the people inside the crowd and outside on the street that they were probably watching on like a big screen or, or whatever. Well, anyways, the point is is that they identified a shade under 54,000 voters that night. 12% of those voters that they identified, 12% of that 54,000, have not voted in 16 or more years. 12% of that 54,000 has not voted in at least the last four presidential cycles. Wow. And they're voting in 2020. And they're voting for Donald J. Trump. 11% of those 54,000 were Latino. So no matter what the media tells you, the media is going to tell you, they have been telling you, they will continue to tell you that Trump's base is abandoning them, is abandoning, abandoning him. And they're going to tell you right. that he's evil. They're going to tell you that he's corrupt. Do you think that that would be true if Trump was selling out arenas? Across the country, look at the crowds. The crowds tell you everything. Do you think that that would be true if Trump is identifying 12, 13, 14,000 new voters that haven't voted in 16 plus years, and now they're coming off the bench to vote for Trump? Another startling stat from that same Dallas event, 12% were also registered Democrats. So you have 12% registered Democrats voting for Trump based on the Dallas event. You have 11% of Latinos that are voting for Trump, and you have 12% that are coming off the bench after 20 years to vote for Trump. This is why the establishment is after this man. So take those positive numbers. Take those positive arena events. Because think about it. These people hadn't voted in 16 years. They didn't vote for the great Barack Hussein Obama, which was the greatest orator since Augustus Caesar, supposedly. He was the greatest statesman since Churchill. They didn't vote for him. But those 12% new voters that hadn't voted in almost 20 years, they're voting for Trump. Patriots are... All you got to do is get loud, stay loud. Make sure your voice is heard. Make sure the establishment knows. Make sure D.C. knows that our foot is on their throat, not the other way around.
So there's a little positive enlightenment, positive numbers. I know Adam talks a lot about internal polls, which is absolutely spot on. But there's some little inside baseball internal numbers for you on how this 2020 is going to go. So it's not all doom and gloom, but we have to continue the fight. We have to continue to suit up and make our voices heard each and every year, each and every day. And if we do that, maybe we could just save this country. That's what I got for you tonight. Well, uh, dude, that's deep, and Needham, as always, man, you, you always just bring the absolute facts, and I can't tell you how great it is to be your partner. I can't thank all the people that listen to our program enough. Thank you so much. Share our podcast on Spotify, Apple. Uh, share it on Google Play. Share it on the uh, – if you listen to it on Breaker or Hinged, uh, the other 13 platforms – Thank you so much for listening to our program. Share it with your friends. Share it on Facebook. And as we post this, um, continue the process and continue the conversation because, look, there's only a few people out there that's literally going to tell you the truth. Uh, But to end tonight's program, I literally just had this come across my phone. The New York Times is reporting right now, Needham the New York Times, that the Justice Department with Bill Barr and Durham, the United States Attorney, has went from an administrative investigation to now they are making it a criminal investigation. I know why. This literally just crossed my phone as you were making your closing remarks. So you and I will be talking probably about this next week. For those of you that are listening, stay tuned. You tonight have freedom. You have liberty. We have justice, and it's for a reason. But if we don't fight the deep state, we're going to lose it all. Thanks for joining me and Needham. You have been declassified. What the hell are you talking about? It's about the Constitution. I absolutely have no idea what you just said. Listen to what I'm saying. They want Walk away, man. This is time I'm going to ask you to No.